Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's the Game Week 9 preview, so I'm going to go through a bunch of your questions ahead of Saturday's deadline. I know some people are looking for injury updates on a variety of players like Botman, uh, Saka, Robertson, Isaac, etc. Uh, but we just don't have them at the moment, so I'm going to save that for final thoughts on Friday once I've seen all the press conferences. I'm going to do my team selection video tomorrow. So for now, I'm just going to answer the questions. Fitness updates, press conference news will all come on Friday. If you enjoyed this video, give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and let's jump into it. So let's start off by talking about Mo Salary, super popular at the moment. First question is, is Salah essential to get for game week 10 captaincy, or is going without and captaining Saka viable too? So I would say, at the moment, no player is essential, and I include Salah and Haaland in that, because pretty much in every single game week, as long as you've got one of those two big premium players, Salah or Haaland, and then a couple of the others like Son and Saka... You can cover captaincy every single game week. So I don't think he's essential. But if we're talking about who is the best captain for game week 10, it probably is Salah. And most of the time, you want the best captain every single week. Now, if Salah had you know, a good game in game week 10 and then Man City away, Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, Man United away in a row, you'd maybe take the hit on captaincy in game week 10 because you wouldn't necessarily need him after that. But that's not the case right now. He's got a great fixture in 10. And then all, all the way through until pretty much game week 16. So players can not be essential, but still be very, very good options for our team. And Salah is not a player that I really want to go without from game week 10 onwards. So if we look at the fixture from that week onwards, and all, I know we're in game week 9, but obviously it's worth considering because it might have an effect on the moves you make this week when you wildcard and stuff like that. So Arsenal have obviously got Sheffield United at home. You could argue that is the best fixture of the season. I guess Luton at home, Fulham at home, Bournemouth at home, etc. are all good as well. But Sheffield United not looking great. But Liverpool have got Nottingham Forest at home. Now, I would say that Nottingham Forest at home is a, a bit of a more difficult fixture. Not by a huge amount, but it is probably more difficult. But Salah is a better FPL option than Saka, right? They're both on penalty. Saka is kind of part-time. Salah is full-time. But generally, Salah's stats are always better than Saka. He's more likely to get you a goal. He's got that assist threat as well. 
So I think he is the best captain. Then you look at the fixtures after that, they're just they're just great, right? Luton away straight away. Brentford at home, who aren't looking great at the moment. I wouldn't expect Liverpool to score kind of, you know, not even necessarily three, four goals, but they're probably going to score in that game a couple of goals at least. And Salah will definitely be involved. Man City, we've spoken about a lot. That's obviously a tough fixture. But then it's Fulham at home and Sheffield United away. So I just think he's not essential, but I think we do need to find a way to work him in our team. And generally, right, the strategy should be to have the best captain every single game week. And everyone's got a different opinion of what that or who that might be, right? For you, it might be Saka against Sheffield United, in which case, fair enough. But I would start thinking about how you're going to get Salah in your team. Is he essential? No. But I'm going to want him for game week 10, either through hits or by wildcarding. So wildcard question up next. After the fixture swings in game week 10, is there another standout time to wildcard when looking from a fixtures perspective? So the main game week that most people are going to talk about is game week 19. And the reason that is key is mostly because of Man City, but also because of Brentford as well. Because if we look at their fixtures, yes, they've got a little bit of a difficult run coming up. But from game week 15, they got Villa away, Luton away, Palace at home. Most people are going to want at least Haaland for that fixture run. Maybe another Man City player in there as well. But then they blank in game week 18. Now, it might be that using the free hit that week becomes viable. We'll have to see what happens kind of later on. But if you don't want a free hit that week, then you've got to bench your Man City and Brentford players or sell them to then potentially bring them back again. And especially with Man City, you are going to want them back because after the blank, you got Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Newcastle away, Burnley at home, Brentford away, Everton home. It's a really good run, but not only that, they're probably going to have a double game week soon after game week 19 as well. And a lot of people are saying it could be in game week 20. And if it is, you've got Sheffield United at home and obviously the rearranged fixture, which is Brentford at home. Okay, so that's a pretty good double game week. You're definitely going to want Harland. Preferably, you're going to want another two-man City players. And although Brentford's double game week would be tough, it would be Man City away and Crystal Palace away. They've also got Forest at home the week after, Wolves at home the week before that, Villa at home in 17 before that game week 18 blank, Sheffield United away in game week 16. So it might not look great for Brentford players right now. And I'm not saying you're going to necessarily need a triple up, but if they're looking okay and you want them back for the good fixtures before and after the blank, in Burmo, possibly a defender, possibly Flecken, suddenly you could be looking at four to six double game week players who also blank in game week 18. So one strategy would be to dead end into 18. So that starts to offload those players, then to wildcard them back in from game week 19 onwards. So that's a pretty good strategy. I mean, overall with a wildcard, and this is such a cliche answer, it really obviously does depend on your team. There might be random game weeks where it just works for you, 13, 14, 15, whatever. But most people are going to look at 19 if they don't need it right now. The other time maybe um would possibly be like game week 16 so i looked on the fixture ticker on fantasy football hub and as always if you want to check this out and all the other tools links in the description below and you can order it to show you different game week ranges so if we go to game week 16 and we put it eight game weeks after that right so game week 23 you can see from an overall fixtures perspective suddenly chelsea are right at the top and they have got a really good run it's everton away sheffield united at home wolves away palace at home luton away fulham at home and i know a lot of us went for chelsea players in game week three it didn't necessarily work out but colwell is a very cheap defender that keeps starting that could be handy over the christmas period as well sterling is quite a cheap price if cole palmer keeps playing he's on penalties that's extremely good value sanchez is obviously a cheap goalkeeper as well there's a few players you might want from there burnley's 
fixtures are okay. Uh, sorry, not Burnley. Brighton's fixtures are okay, although they do have to play Arsenal away in 17 and Spurs at home in 19. But we know how good they are scoring goals against pretty much everyone. Man United's fixtures as well, though I assume most people wouldn't want them back. Uh, and even Aston Villa, not necessarily from 16 because they've got Arsenal at home. But after that, it's Brentford away, Sheffield United at home, Man United away, Burnley at home, Everton away. So a pretty good run. And you might have gotten rid of a few of their players, which obviously are very popular right now. But coming up, have got difficult fixtures. They've got, um, not, not coming up like straight away, but from game week 13, it's Spurs away, Bournemouth away, Man City at home, Arsenal at home. So you might want to offload a few then to potentially bring them back. So you could look at 16. The problem is... You're going to want Man City players on that wild card and maybe a Brentford player as well, but then they're all going to blank in 18, so you'd probably then have to free hit. And that could be viable, but it just doesn't seem great for one double game week to wild card straight into a free hit. So I think for most people, if you're not using it in 10, you're probably just looking to hold on to it to when you need it. And if possible, you're just going to try and get all the way through to game week 19. The last game week you can use it in is game week 20 right but if man uh, if man city do double in 20 and it's brentford at home and sheffield united at home you're almost certainly going to want a triple captain harland you can't wild card and triple captain in the same week that's why you would do it in 19 instead so i think 16 probably 19 for most people or just when you need it so lots of people all of a sudden thinking about simicast for liverpool because robertson went off with an injury while playing for scotland during the international break looked like a shoulder injury uh, so the question is simicast could be part of the first choice liverpool backline for some time would you consider him a good pickup and i think the answer is yes as long as we're sure that he's going to get starts over a decent period of time if it's only going to be two or three game weeks then you could argue that Yes, he's great value, but he then becomes a dud in your squad quite quickly. And while I think he's great for 4.4 million if he's playing, if he's not playing, then he's no benefit to you. And there's lots of other defenders in between kind of 4.5 or 5 million that you could pick up instead. Unfortunately, we don't have a timescale on Robertson yet. I've seen some reports going around saying that Liverpool are waiting to find out if he needs surgery. If he does, then he could be out for a lengthy period of time. But right now, we just don't know. Uh, if it's a dislocation and look obviously i'm not an expert on anything to be honest let alone uh, kind of doctor stuff and things like that but we have seen in the past players come back from dislocated shoulders quite quickly quicker than you'd probably assume so i think we really need to hear that he's out for a while um but the fixtures are really good and i know most people probably aren't thinking about liverpool defense and it's not because they're a bad option because the fixtures are great it's just because of the prices, right? Trent at 7.9 million. Uh, Van Dyke is at six. Obviously, Robertson was at 6.6 .6 as well. But all of a sudden, if you can get Simicast for 4.4, that seems pretty good to me. Now, I know often Trent is inverting, so that left back is not necessarily bombing forward, but they're still going to put crosses in. They're going to be on set. I think Simicast will probably take a few set pieces as well. Not necessarily all of them, right? Because they've got Sober Sly, they've got Trent, etc. But he might take some, especially when it looks better for a left footer. So I think that sounded really weird the way I said footer there. Uh, I shouldn't have thought about that too much. But anyway, I've said it now, so we'll just go on. Um, so yeah, I think he does look really good for 4.4 million. No matter what you think about the Liverpool defence, Everton at home, Forest at home, Luton away, Brentford at home. We just went through it with Salah. They're all really good fixtures. Fulham at home, Sheffield United away, Crystal Palace away. Defensively, they're great. So if Robertson's kind of ruled out for you know a month, month and a half, he'd be worth looking at. But remember, there is another international break between game weeks 12 and 13 so game week 13 against man city away is the 25th of november which is what like a month just over a month away like maybe five six weeks 
So if he's if he's ruled out for that time, you might only get him for four game weeks. Is that enough? Possibly, right? You could always use a transfer afterwards. But I think anyone wildcarding in game week 10, if you're only going to get three game weeks out of him, that doesn't seem great. So we need to wait and see how long he's out for. The other thing to kind of talk about is whether or not he would definitely be in the side. Because a lot of people have speculated that they could put someone like Gomez there instead. That would be the back three. So Gomez, Van Dijk, Canate, probably mostly Matip in there as well. Kwanzaa's playing a little bit too. And then Trent would obviously be the more attacking. But I just find it really surprising if Robertson's out and it's not Simakas that plays. That's usually, you know, the first choice backup for that position. So I think he will play. Liverpool fans, if you think I'm massively wrong on that, obviously leave a comment below. It just now comes down to how long Robertson's going to be out for. So we'll wait for that news and I'll talk about it again on final thoughts. So this question is kind of what I was getting at yesterday when I was talking about what people's midfields might look like from game week 10. So many are considering selling a Spurs mid for Saka soon. And we're just going to assume here that Saka is back for game week 10 because there is a chance he just gets ruled out for that game. Which of Son or Madison should be sold? And again, that might have an effect on what transfers you make this week. Now, in isolation, if you're asking me to pick one for the next six games without factoring anything else like prices and stuff like that, then I would choose Son, right? He's much more likely to score you a goal than Madison. And yes, Madison's going to tick over with points, get assists and stuff like that. But I think Son in that number nine role is going to score lots of goals this season. And so he would be the one. But there is quite a big price difference at this point. And obviously Son is carrying a bit of an injury. We saw, I think it was yesterday, he was playing on international break. And he was kind of hobbling off at half time. Then he came back on for the second half. He played 90 minutes. I think he got at least one goal, one assist. And afterwards he said that he just kind of got a bump on the thigh. So I'm not sure that's the same thing as what he'd been carrying previously. But we know from the early substitutions and what Ange Postacoglu has been saying, there is some kind of an issue there, and that is being managed. He's not always training and stuff like that. But I feel like until we see it cause major problems, where maybe he's coming off in like the 55th, 60th minute, he's missing the old game, I just would like him in my team because of how good he is, especially in that role. Now, sometimes, and I've spoken about this before, when players that are in wide positions play centrally it's not always a massive benefit like if Arteta started playing Saka as a number nine instead of right wing it wouldn't necessarily make me think he's a much better FPL option but for Son it does because he's such a good finisher and that is a role that he has played plenty of times before so I think he is the one but again you've got that price difference right if you're buying new now Son is 9.5 million and Madison is 8.1 that 1.4 million price difference could be big for other moves that you can make. And I think captaincy is something to factor in. But honestly, I don't think there's many weeks where you're going to think about captain in song coming up. I mean, look, you could think about it in game week nine. He's got Fulham at home, good fixture. The Salah's got Everton at home. Haaland's got Brighton at home. And you look at the fixture run after that. Palace away, Chelsea at home, Wolves away, Villa at home, Man City away, West Ham at home, Newcastle at home. There are no fixtures there which are going to be better than what one of Salah or Haaland has, you know, for that entire fixture run. The only game, the only week where maybe you think about it is game week 18, which is ages away at this point, which is Everton at home, because obviously Haaland blanks and Salah that week, let me just check here, has got, should have checked this before, Arsenal at home. So maybe in game week 18, you could say that Son is the best captain, but that's ages away, right? We're only going into game week nine. Before that, I just don't think he is at all so i still think money no object i would pick son but it's getting to the point now where actually maybe madison 
for a lot of people could be worth holding if that lets you get Haaland and Salah and you want to keep Trippier as well and it lets you get Saka too and ultimately you're happy with your squad then maybe Son is the sacrifice it's just really hard to I wouldn't say justify it but for me it's like really hard to kind of go along with that because while he's playing number nine I just genuinely think he is one of the best FPL options um, in the game doesn't always work like we've seen him obviously blank against Sheffield United blanked against Luton but against Arsenal, he was great. Scored against um, Liverpool as well. Was it Liverpool? I've got to double check now. I might have that wrong. I think he scored against Liverpool, right? Yeah, scored against Liverpool, blanked against Luton. But I just think ultimately, he's already got six goals this season. And most of those games, he was playing left wing. I just, or at least the first three, I just think he's great. But honestly, the price difference for a lot of you, it might mean keeping Madison instead. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad move. So nice and simple, who do I prefer? Pedro Neto at Wolves or Anthony Gordon at Newcastle? Now, before I gave this question too much thought or looked into it further, my instinct was Anthony Gordon, probably because he plays for Newcastle, right? So slightly stronger team. Harvey Barnes is injured for a little while, so his minutes look good as well. But when you do look into it further, it's pretty close between the two. So Gordon is 5.6 million, Neto is 5.7, so 0.1 million difference. I had a look at their stats on Fantasy Football Hub. Um, so for Gordon, per 90 minutes this season, he's at 0.27 non-penalty expected goals per 90, 0.2 expected assists. So his overall expected goal involvement per 90 is 0.47. For Neto, um, he's at, let me just bring him up on his own. He's at 0.22 expected goals per 90, 0.28 expected assists. So his overall goal involvement... Uh, is a little bit higher, 0.5 per 90, but skewed slightly more towards assists. Gordon may be slightly more likely to get you a goal, and obviously they're worth more points. But overall, they're very close. And when you look at the fixtures, it's quite a similar conversation, right? Between now and game week 14, Newcastle have got to play all of Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man United, although they are all at home, so that's a little bit of an advantage. The other three fixtures are Palace at home this week, then Wolves away, so they're playing each other soon. Uh, in game week 10 and then Bournemouth away in game week 12 and you look at Wolves fixtures between now and 14 they've got to play Newcastle and Spurs both at home then Arsenal which is away so that is a bit tougher and then there are other fixtures of Bournemouth away this week Sheffield United away in 11 and Fulham away in 13 so one of their tougher fixtures the the Newcastle Spurs and Arsenal game is away and all their easier fixtures are also away, right? You'd like to see at least one home game in there. So I think maybe, I don't know, they get to play Bournemouth and Sheffield United in the next three games. That kind of stands out for me. But Newcastle have got to play all their more difficult games at home and one of their easier fixtures is also at home. So you can maybe say the fixtures slightly swing towards Newcastle, but there's hardly anything in it. And to be honest, the fact that Wolves get to play that Sheffield United game in game week 11... Maybe that actually looks better on paper. I just think it's all incredibly close. The price, the fixtures, and their underlying stats. So the only other thing to look at is the uh, points projections on Hub. So if we go from like nine game week 9 to... Let's just go to game week... Why is it not let me do that? Yeah, game week 13. So we'll go to midfielders and we'll go to 6 million or less because obviously we, don't, we know that Salah's always going to be at the top. Yeah, they've got Anthony Gordon. Actually... Neto doesn't feature until, what's that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh place. Right? I'm not sure I 100% agree with that, but to be fair, the points are all pretty close. So from game weeks 9 to 13, Neto is predicted to get 18.8, but Gordon's 23. I just think with Barnes out and how good he's been so far, he probably is the one that I would go for, but it's incredibly close. And if you prefer Neto, 
I wouldn't sit here and kind of strongly argue against that, to be honest. But I just, I don't know. When I saw the question, I thought Gordon. I think maybe the stats slightly skew it towards him because of his goal threat, although it re- there really is hardly anything in it. And maybe slightly better fixtures. But Neto is also a really decent option. I think they're pretty much both nailed. I will just say one last thing on Gordon, right? Barnes out is definitely great for his minutes. And every time he's been available, he has played uh, so far. Obviously, he was suspended for five yellow cards. It's not great how often he picks up yellows, I guess. But with Champions League, depending on how the next few matches go, it might get to the point where maybe Eddie Howe is prepared to rest him in the Premier League to make sure that he's fit for one of their later Champions League games. Potentially, that could happen. But I don't think it's that likely, right? He's a young player. And like like I said, they haven't got Barnes there. Like They could play Isaac left, Wilson through the middle. They could play Joe Linton on the left, etc. We've seen that plenty of times before. But I think given how he started, he will continue to play. But I guess if you want to have one kind of disadvantage against picking him, there is more like, uh, sorry, a slightly higher chance that he's rested compared to Neto. But again, I really don't think there's much chance of it. This is more of an overall strategy question. Would you ever consider going triple attack on any team? And the short answer is yes, I would definitely consider it. I feel like I've probably done it in the past at points, although I can't remember any specific examples right now. But if I'm happy to double up, it's just one extra player. So I would definitely consider it if the players and the fixtures are right. But I'll talk about why it doesn't happen that often and why it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. So one issue is when the fixtures turn bad, they obviously turn bad for all three of those players at once. So that might force you into multiple transfers. Now, the same can be said if you've got double defense and one attack or one defender and two attackers. But usually defenders are a little bit easier to deal with because you can bench them, right? Most people only play three every week. Whereas if you've got a attacker that costs six to nine million and you've got three of them, you want that money to be doing something for you. And so if they've got really bad fixtures, you're going to want to transfer them to someone else. You might have other fires to put out as well. So that's one minor thing to think about. Another is rotation. If you think about the teams you'd mostly want to triple up on, you're looking at kind of Arsenal, which might be okay. But then Liverpool, definite rotation. Man City as well. We're always a little bit worried about minutes. Although, to be fair, this season, uh, Haaland, Foden and Alvarez are playing a lot of minutes. So you could potentially triple up there. But usually we're a little bit worried about rotation. So that's another reason not to do it. But also a lot of those teams also have, usually anyway, very good defenders to pick from as well. So take Arsenal, right? They're probably the one team that I think you could make a case for tripling up on. Because the likes of Saka, probably their best option. Jesus, who's now a little bit cheaper than Watkins. I still think Watkins is probably the slightly better option for the next kind of four to five weeks. But I think if you wanted to go different, Jesus is definitely an option without going different for the sake of it. And then Martinez is only 7.7, so he's cheaper than Madison, only 0.2 million more expensive than Luis Diaz. So you could potentially triple up on Arsenal. But their defenders are also really good options, especially if Gabriel is going to keep playing for 4.7, Zinchenko for 4.9. And I think the the way that FPL looks right now, there's lots of good attackers to choose from. So it's not like you're struggling to pick midfielders and therefore you've got to triple up on Arsenal. Like even if you had Saka and Martinelli, it's not like Jesus is a must. You could have Watkins instead and then go for an Arsenal defender. So it's not that tripling up on an attack is bad, but generally, if the fixtures are that good, there's also a really good defender to pick from as well. And when the fixtures do turn, maybe you can bench them if they're cheap enough. And I guess just generally, it does block you going for a goalkeeper or a defender if later down the line you needed one of them instead so if i'm looking at how my kind of team is set up right now um i've got 
I've got a triple up on Spurs, for example. Madison, Son, Udogi is not really a, an attacker I want, so that doesn't matter. I've got Rashford and Fernandez. I mean, for a one-week punt, maybe I could put Hoyland in as well, but that's not something that I would necessarily want going forward. There's better forwards to kind of put in my front line. Alvarez, Watkins, even Jesus, who I haven't really talked about too much generally, let alone in this video. There are other options. So I just, I've got plenty of double-ups. Spurs, Man United, and Man City right now. I just don't see me adding a third. And when I go for Arsenal in game week 10, I love Saka, as you know. Martinelli could be an option. Jesus could be an option. But I don't see me going for both of them because I think their defenders look really good as well. And that's kind of where most people fall. But at certain times, it could definitely work. Think about that double game week in game week, probably in game week 20 for Man City. If you don't want Edison in goal, maybe you go for Flecken instead. And you're not keen on their defenders. You could absolutely go for a Haaland, Alvarez, Foden. Or even if maybe De Bruyne is back by then. I'm not sure when he's back. But if he was back, he could be a differential. You could definitely triple up. How long you'd want to keep that for, though, is a different question. But I saw people do it earlier this season. I saw um, Alvarez, Foden, and Haaland. So it definitely can happen. I definitely will consider it. I just don't think it's going to happen that often this season. But who knows? I'm open to doing anything with my FPL team if I think it's right. If you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. You can check out Fantasy Football Hub. Links in the description below. And if you're listening on podcasts, please do make sure to rate five stars if you've been enjoying the content. Otherwise, I'll catch you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.